We mark the opening of this week's podcast with a moment of both personal and collective reflection. It's been two weeks since the passing of Queen Elizabeth II, and as the nation mourns a monarch who, for most people, has been a consistent, a constant throughout their lives, it's clear to see the profound and varied impact such an event can have on different people. Now, close to home, this weekend past also marks a year since the passing of Matthew Pullen, a previous podcast guest and a big part of the online running community who sadly lost his battle with cancer in 2021. His courage, positivity and selfless nature in the face of the insurmountable odds that ultimately claimed his life were nothing short of inspirational. And as we all face inwardly in light of recent events, we should always try and remind ourselves of Matthew's message. Life is terminal but it is our job to live it. Welcome to Series 8, Episode 4 of the What The Fartlet podcast. My name's Rob. And I'm Matt. Mate, that, that was beautiful. That was beautiful, yeah. Fond memories of Matthew and, and, and being, being more Matthew is a message that, uh, that he, he gave out uh, that, that, that couple of years ago um, and we could all learn, learn from his story and his journey as well. Yeah, def- definitely a positive one to remember. I think particularly when people might be questioning a lot of things and, and feeling quite sad for everything that's gone on. Uh, uh, recently, I think um, I think Matthew was a great example of um, looking for the good in things, trying to take make the best of, of of sometimes when things when cards aren't dealt the way you would have hoped they would be, and uh, and what an inspirational bloke he was all the way up to in, up to the end. Um, yeah, great guy. Um, Matt, we have got a packed show today. Why don't you tell everybody uh, what we've got coming up? Yeah, it's an action packed show this week. Um, obviously, talking a bit about how our weeks in running's gone. Uh, Rob wants to talk about the word fail, which is a, is a new one on me, so I can't wait to get involved in that. Um, Jess Robson joins us, uh, the owner and founder of Run Talk Run, um, the community starter, um, and, and her running journey as well, talking about all them good things. Uh, we've got a wildest story, apparently, as well, um, which I'm looking forward to again. Um, and part run with Ben and Emma and the roll calls at the end, and I won't be around for them, because unfortunately, I'm working when they're going to be recording that later on this week. So yes, you're only you're only with us for the first half of the show this week, my friend. Um, but plenty to pack into that first half of the show uh, before we get over to Jess, the main event for this week, and it's a great chat. I'm looking forward to sharing it. Um, loads of good stuff. Run, talk, run, and uh, and the community started two very very exciting projects that she's growing. Um, but let's get on with uh, with, with our little preamble, mate. Uh, another good week in the bag from a running perspective on your road to Chester. However, it was curtailed. Um, a little bit prematurely with uh, with a bit of a niggle on Sunday, wasn't it? How are you feeling? Yeah. Um, did you say Chester then? York, Yorkshire. York, sorry, Yorkshire <laughs> Marathon. I'm stuck uh, in 2021, mate. Have I got another marathon going? I hope not. <laughs> Flash, flashbacks. I think it's like next weekend, isn't it, Chester? Um, uh, flashbacks to our... I think it's because you shared that picture of me with Gurning on the way to the finish line. I was having, having flashbacks to it. Uh, no, sorry, Yorkshire Marathon Friday then, of course, my friend. Yeah, so training was going really well, but you've had to pull back a little bit this week, haven't you? I have, yes, yeah. A little bit of a niggle in my ankle. I think um, I just overdid it and... and did too much um you know 
me being me, I, I agreed to doing stuff that I shouldn't probably do. Um, mm. And I ran, I ran that morning, and then you guys were running with Ben and um, and Morty. Uh, and uh, yeah, I decided to. Uh, I finished a bit earlier than expected. I decided to join you along on the uh, on the 10k, um, and it was a long, long uphill for a good three miles. And then uh, I think I think that's kind of what what kind of gave me the niggles on, on the uphill, and maybe just overstressing it a bit too much, uh, thinking I'm Superman when I'm not. <laughs> no, you're absolutely not. Bless you. <laughs> um, I think a bit of. I think it was. Uh, you didn't really need to be doing two two 10ks in a day, did you? No. I think you no. were just ex- excited to be out with the lads, and uh, and it all just got a bit much for you, didn't it, mate? Yeah, I got pretty comfortable on the run though and stuff. Mm. We'll get into what happened <laughs> on that <laughs> run. Maybe it was that that caused it. I, I tripped and fell, everybody. I tripped and fell again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your thing, isn't it? I, I tell you what, just, just to quickly tell the story, we joke about you falling, but I was thinking about it before and I was thinking if there'd been traffic coming, that could have been really bad. So basically what happened was we were running uh, down a, a pretty busy road at rush hour um, in Sheffield. And normally we'd just run on the pavement and it wouldn't be an issue, but there was roadworks. So what they'd done is um, the road has a cycle lane. So um, the cycle lane almost became the walkway and then there was uh, uh, cones and roadworks on the pavement. And as we were running, Matt, as he is prone to doing, just fell over his own feet, um, which is hilarious and terrifying. It's always when I'm running behind you as well. Um, so I always get a full view of you absolutely stacking it. Um, and uh, yeah, fell into the cones, then sort of rolled around on the floor. But we were right next to a busy road and there just what didn't happen to be any oncoming traffic. So managed to yank you back up to your feet and... Um, and, and get on with it. But I was just thinking about it a bit morbid, but I was like, if there were cars coming the other way, that could have been horrible. It could have, yeah, it could have been a lot different, could not it? Uh, well, thank, thank my lucky stars that I only tripped and fell, fell into the, uh, into the roadworks and not into the road. I, yeah. I hope there's a video out there as well, and you know, somebody with a dash cam that's got me doing <laughs> arse on the tick. <laughs> and because nothing bad happened, it meant that once we'd established you were okay, we could res- we could resume normal service and just take the piss out of you. So I think <laughs> I think for the rest of the the, f- the three miles that remained, every time you went up onto a pavement, either myself or Ben shouted curb at you, um, just to make sure that you were okay getting up it. Yes, definitely. Anyway, that was my weekend room. How was yours? <laughs> Uh, well, well, actually, it segues quite nicely because we were supposed to be running on Sunday, um, weren't we? You were going up to 20 miles. I was going to join oh. you for, uh, for for a few of them. And uh, and because you, you've got this uh, uh, this strain and, and, and rightfully so, you, you decided to to pull back for a week, which I think was a very wise decision and, and a great response from the old Fartlek family as well. Yes. Big shout out to them. Community is probably a pretty big theme of this this episode, given uh, Jess being the main event. And um, and and I think uh, our community certainly came good in going out and doing their miles for Matt. I think some yeah. people were doing it really seriously. Like we'll yeah. do a mile for Matt to make him feel better. Some people were just taking the piss. There were different <laughs> hashtags. There was there was miles for Matt and there was more miles than Matt, which I think I think kind of defined which camp you fell into. Whether um, you were really trying to make you feel better or just absolutely taking the mick out of you. But it was nice to see regardless. Wasn't it, it? Yeah, we, we, yeah, wonderful. I think I think we've had that hashtag before in in one of the previous series. I think maybe series one or series two. Yeah, I think I was injured back then, and I'm sure I got a miles from back then as well, which was quite humbling. To be honest. The, there you go, mate. Someone, someone's got to do with all the periods that you refuse to run. Um, uh, but, but no, it led me to. So on Sunday morning, um, I got up, I was all ready, and you text me, and you're like, "Look, I'm, I'm not coming. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it easy. I've made this decision." I was like, "Right, okay, I'm going to go out. I'm going to do my run." Mm-hmm. And um, I went out and uh, I ran 
my initial plan was just to do a 10k and that 10k would have just took me pretty much around my estate it wouldn't have really um uh, took me off into any kind of direction but as i got to uh, a, a path a hill funny enough and i've shied away from hills in the past um that uh, that we've run up or we've run down before um i thought to myself, oh you know what sod it I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll add an extra two and a half miles onto it so i ran up this hill and what that led me to do is that led me to run uh, back down along uh, uh, the Woodhouse Washlands, which um, if you're not local, uh, you won't know. Uh, but they are a, um, a very well-traveled path, a very well-traveled training path for me. They're, they're in between my new house and my old house. So I used to run um, one way on them uh, in my old training. And, I, and now I run the other way on them because I live on the other side of them. And um, it, it got me thinking about the word fail. And I just wanted to, to touch on it a little bit. And, and you know, this might just be a, a standard Rob uh, uh, ramble for five minutes. So um, feel free to scrub along to the next segment if you want. But it was something that I thought might help some people. So I thought I'd, I'd have a bit of a go at it. So the word fail comes with a lot of um, emotional attachment. Yeah, I think that's fair enough to say. You know, if someone says you're a failure or, you know, it, it, it upsets you. It's, it, it's pain. Yes. It's not nice to hear, is it? Right. OK. So I was thinking about because th- this path that I was running along, we it was the scene of of one of my uh, failures um, in, in that we uh, we tried to run a, a race, the three lakes classic earlier in the year. And uh, it ran along this path and, and I was running back along it. And, and I was thinking, oh, God, it was horrible because uh, the wheels fell off for me about halfway through this run. And I had a horrible time and I really don't enjoy it. And then I look back on it with, with like no fond memories at all. And um, and it got me thinking about about thinking about failure and i think that we shy away maybe a bit controversial this but i think we shy away from the word fail too much and i think the reason we do that is because when we think about fail we think about it as a noun so i am a failure and if you think about i am a failure it's like it's 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 infinite it's like if you're a failure at something it means you're no good at it it means you can't do it, it means you're never going to be good at it it means you're crap right and so we don't and so and so we avoid that word and it's got very emotional connotations and we don't like hearing it. But if you think about fail as a verb, as in I have failed, then that's got a finite time period on it. It's just one thing. It's happened and you move on. And we talk a lot in in, in coaching and what I do at work. And I imagine that running coaches probably would do the same about having a fixed versus a growth mindset. And it's very hard to have a growth mindset if you are thinking of yourself as a failure. So if you think about the word failure, you think I can't do something and you have this fixed mindset, which basically means I can't I can't do better. This is just I've got this skill set and this skill set allows me to achieve X and uh, anything else. I've tried it and I can't do it. I'm a failure. Whereas if you think about it like it's a verb, I have failed, then you can you can then grow to think about what I can do differently because you can think about what were the mitigating factors that caused me to fail because you remove the emotion from it. You don't think about, oh, this makes me a bad person. This makes me rubbish. This makes me crap. It means I can't run. It just means I didn't do something the way I needed to do it. So if you think about fail as a verb and you don't shy away from it and if you have a bad run or a bad race or a bad training session or, you you know, a bad time or something at the gym, this is just running. This is life. If something bad happens to you, if you embrace the word fail, I failed at that today. Then it's very easy to then think about the next question, 
Why did I fail? And this is like coaching 101 here in like business, running, anything in life. But you can sit there and you can say, okay, why did I fail? And sometimes it's useful to get a pal to do it with you and always try and get them to ask you why five times. Why did it go wrong? And really dig in because we always give these fluffy answers at first, but really dig in, try and ask five whys. And then you'll figure why is it working it, it, it grows to the, the deep i mean you get to a deeper level of, of asking why exactly it's, uh, it's, i get it it's, it's it's a root cause analysis basically but it will allow you to think about okay what went wrong instead of dwelling in this kind of oh i'm crap i'm rubbish i can't do anything better because you're thinking it was I, I am a failure you're thinking about why did i fail it's a verb why did i fail you get to the root cause was it your fueling was it your training was it the the lack of training was it the components of the training were you unwell on the day and then you can think about what steps you can take to mitigate that happening again in the future and it, it, it's not like i'm not reinventing the wheel here and i'm sure i'm talking to a lot of people who are going yeah i do that all the time already but i just think that you know don't be afraid to say i failed at that you're not a failure. It's not a noun. It's not you that's the, that's the problem. It's the circumstance. It's something that's happened to you. And there'll be causal factors that you could have influenced potentially. But that's not a bad thing because identifying them and knowing what they are could lead you to succeeding in the next time and the verb will change. And that's what I was thinking running along this road because I was thinking to myself, right, what were my causal factors? What was my root cause? And it was that I hadn't trained a long enough distance I, I, because I wasn't enjoying running. Why wasn't I enjoying running? Because I felt it was a chore. I was feeling too much pressure of social media. Um, I was feeling too much pressure from doing the podcast and what I thought people expected of me. And I did this whole root cause analysis with myself in my head and then was able to think about some of the things I could do differently to to, to work on it from there. And I, I just think that it's one of those things that if you are looking back on an event or something that you've done and thinking, I'm not quite happy with how that went. I feel that it was it, it was rubbish. That if you just twist your mindset a little bit, don't take it personally, don't think about it as you being the problem. It will open your eyes to being able to dig down into what went wrong and how you can do it differently in the future. And that was that was what I was that that's what I do on a run when you're not there falling over for me to laugh at and take my attention. <laughs> Cheers, but all that, and then you still fetch it around and check this out, aren't you? <laughs> well, you need to stop falling I think, I think, over. I think, we have got to, I think we've got to be careful, though, as well, because p- people don't have that mindset of, mm. of that positive outlet look from, from the word fail, and they can maybe take it as a negative, I suppose, mm-hmm. as well. So it is, it is all about that mindset, I suppose, and, and changing, changing that. Mm. words are perceived aren't they it's how mm. we perceive words and we can change that perception of words as well it's a very powerful thing to be able to understand that you know words are words only mean what what how you take them and if you can have that kind of reflection to think okay i'm going to perceive this differently and i'm going to grow from it then um the sky's the limit you can achieve anything um and it's ultimately how we how we become better runners and, and how we, we get better in other areas of life as well. I don't know. Just the ramblings of a very tired man on a, on a Monday evening when we recorded. Um, but it was just something I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, I like it. Um, and on that note, from that kind of me trying to go really, really deep, uh, do you want to go to the other end of the spectrum? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. While, while you were out on that, on that, it was it, was it you doing this uh, this next bit then? Uh, no, you're out on that no, trail I, run. 
no, 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 I have not pooed myself on a run for ages. Thank you very much, Matthew Taylor. Um, no, I, I've not. But I do have a uh, anonymous, another anonymous Wildy story, another an anonymous entrant to the Wildy Nation. Um, we already had one this series. Um, so I thought I'd tell you another tale. OK, so this is this is straight from the mouth of the we perpetrator want, of the we wild. We want people to own it. Not, we, we don't want you anonymous. We want people to did you, just say, did, did you just say unanimous? Anonymous. Anonymous. Thank you. Try again. Deary me. I didn't say unanimous. You, you, did, you did say unanimous. I, I don't think I did. I'm pretty sure. When you if, I, if, I, this. if I did, I didn't mean that. I meant you. <laughs> I don't know what I meant. You've, you've, you've failed. Let's start asking why. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I didn't right. go to school. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor lad. Um, so yeah, I get what you mean, though. You don't want. We don't want it to be anonymous necessarily. We'd love people to share in their embarrassment oh, and uh, hilarious stories um, from when they potentially got caught short on a run. Um, but if people want to be anonymous, that's fine. You are still a valued member of the Wildy Nation. And uh, and 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 so should I get into this and tell this story? please <clears throat> so this story has an international flavor but thanks fully uh, but thankfully not a curry flavor <laughs> right okay let's go so uh, we were visiting family in austria and somehow i had to plan in a long run with all the various commitments that we had that day a run around a local lake was suggested it's 70 kilometers all ooh, big lake all the way around but just do what you need and we'll come and pick you up was the advice that the person was given. It sounded idyllic. Um, having had a fairly large Turkish breakfast, uh, I thought fuel-wise that I'd be okay. But I also thought that it would be sensible to load up a bit as 28 kilometres was on plan and I'd be running into the evening. So I tucked into what was available, leftover Turkish breakfast. Now, my German isn't bad, uh, but little did I know that the lake was just over the border and I actually ended up in the Czech Republic. Anyway, I set off on my route and seven kilometres in was feeling OK. However, the scenic lake path that I was sold turned into a side road about 200 yards away from the lake with nothing around but trees and the odd cyclist. At 10 kilometres, I felt a rumble in the tummy jungle. That's a direct quote. And at 12 kilometres, I knew that I had to go. And in my sights was a portaloo. What a relief. So I dashed ahead only to find that it was locked. Oh, that's even worse, isn't it? When you could have you could have been yeah, yeah. saved. Um, there was a sign ahead which looked more hopeful. It had all the key icons, ice cream, picnic tables and toilets. So I took a right down a path only to find that nothing was there apart from a family of four paddling in the lake. So with tension mounting and no conventional wipes on board, uh, the lead discussion in my head was what item was going to be sacrificed, my buff or my runderwear. So RIP to one of my favourite buffs. It was the most boring long run I've ever done and I could literally shit in the road and no one would have seen me. <laughs> and that's it. That's the, that's the end of it. It's a pretty, it's a pretty solid uh, story, to be honest. Uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully a solid story because otherwise you might need it more than just one buff. <laughs> Um, oh, the fact, the fact that you're like, 
the, the tension of seeing that portal and then thing running up and almost releasing when you oh, try and open the door and it's like oh shit <laughs> literally <laughs> uh oh no an international one as well across borders too you always forget about open borders in europe isn't it you don't have to take your passport out around with you but yeah just wandered into the czech republic um oh, wonderful nice. what's i wonder what wildy is in german das das wildy <laughs> That's Vildy. Um, what is in check? <laughs> well, I guess that's some homework for us to go and find out. Um, well, thank you very much to our anonymous Wildier. Welcome to the Wildy Nation. If anyone else has a funny court show in public while on a run story, please send it in. Either voice note us or uh, we'll read it if you want to be anonymous. Matt can even put a funny accent on if you really want him to. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll get more interested into the Wildy Nation. Nice one. <laughs> that's two this time around, isn't it? To this series, we're bringing it back. It's been a while, like London buses, aren't they? Um, and that, my friend, uh, I think is is almost the first segment of the episode done. Did you have anything else you wanted to chat about? Is that, that it? Yeah, so I think... We're straight into Jess now, is it? Yeah, I think we're going to talk to, to the awesome Jess Robson, all about Run, Talk, Run, all about Community Starter. It's going to be amazing. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm really looking forward to sharing it, actually. I think she's going to be... I am. Yeah. yeah, I mean, nothing, there's nothing else coming. No, why would there Stop, be? So Statman John's what? not going to try and tell us any stupid shit. Mm, no. Not reviewing yeah. anything, no? no. I don't know. What, I don't know what you're talking about. Statman John doing what? Reviewing stuff. And, and that. I think you're being a bit paranoid, mate. You've not got it. You don't need to worry. You got oh. upset last time, so I, I thought we'd take I didn't, it I didn't, out. Think you t- I didn't think you'd take it on board, though. No, of course I did. This is a this isn't this isn't a dictatorship. It's a democracy. I listen to my subjects. You well, said you didn't want it, so we've we've took it out. Oh, bless you. Cheers, man. Appreciate it. All right, so you can you can go off to work and do your nights this week and not have to worry about Statman John making jokes about your mum. All right. That, that, that good. Yeah. All right. Nice one. Well, listen. You get yourself off to bed. I know you're a tired little chappy. Um, we will catch up next week for episode mm. five. But I will. Uh, we'll go over. We'll chat to Jess now. Great chat. Great episode. Looking forward to this, the main event. And then I'll get Ben and Emma on to help me out with uh, with uh, the park run chat and the roll call. How does that sound? Sounds absolutely amazing. Let's do it. Right then, guys, the road to 100 is moving full steam ahead and it's time for another excellent guest. Now, we all know the value of community, the importance of finding like minded people who help lift us up and share our success. And I'm joined today by someone who's not only lived an embodied community in building Run Talk Run, a global mental health support network, but is now trying to help others understand the techniques, the pitfalls and ultimately the benefits of creating their own space through the community starter. Now, let's not forget there's a runner in there too. So today we're going to find out all about her as well as the projects that she champions. I cannot wait for this one. So please join me in welcoming Jess Robson. Jess, how are we doing today? I'm great, thank you. Yes, yeah, really good. Good, good. Uh, been out for a run today or has it been a rest day? Uh, no, no running today for me. Um, did a bit of strength training, but had my run to run last night. 
Absolutely. And we're going to get into all of that. There's loads for us to cover. Um, and we've only got a limited amount of time. So I'm going to jump straight into it. It's OK. I want to find out about you. I want to find out definitely about Run, Talk, Run and also the Community Starter Project that, that you've embarked on recently. So um, let's start where we start all these conversations. If anyone doesn't know you, they might not know uh, the face behind Run, Talk, Run. Tell me about your running journey. How did you first kind of get involved in running? Uh, so I think I sort of surprised myself with it. I was a really lazy child and teenager, uh, did anything to get out of sports and PE. But when I left home at the age of 19, um, I was in a bit of a crappy place with my mental health and was also being largely driven by an eating disorder. Now, I say this um understanding that this is a great area for anyone recovering from an eating disorder mm-hmm. um, and it was a negative start in many ways because it was very much the eating disorder driving me into running to, to want to stay slim okay. um, yet that quickly sort of changed my sort of outlook on the respect that I had for my body and the way I respected food in the end um, but it was a negative start that quickly turned positive when we, t- I mean, it, it, it's, it's really interesting because that could have sent you one of two ways, couldn't it? If, if there's that kind of negative association with with exercise and an eating disorder early on. So it's really nice that it's it's kind of spun around. Tell me about your relationship with running, because I know that through Run Talk Run, it, it's all about conversation. It's all about encouraging um, kind of togetherness and, 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 and helping fight loneliness. Um, are you competitive at all when it comes to running? Are you a, a bit of a race head or is it just really all about out there with people? No, I am not competitive at all. I really love like challenging myself with with distance more than times and paces. I find that, you know, trying to run to a certain pace really stresses me out, takes all the joy out of running for me. But I would be lying if I said I didn't get excited by the thoughts of like an ultra in a really cool place. Um, Obviously, through everything that I do, it's evident I love running with people. So social running is my preference, um, I would say. Um, So, no, I'm not competitive. I will go to races, but not to race. Yeah, absolutely. And when we talk about races, we're going to get on to the the social side, the run, talk, run in plenty of detail in a moment. But are there any kind of races that you've done over the years that stand out? Any any kind of achievements or experiences where, you know, when you look back, on your running journey you think wow I'm so glad I did that that one that one was really pivotal in my in my journey absolutely um and I talk about it way too much I still hang on to this experience (laughs) um I ran the speed project in when was it 2019 I think it was and for anyone who hasn't heard what it is it's basically an ultra relay from uh LA to Las Vegas and it's running through Death Valley Um, it's incredible the scenery was just stunning and I was running with a really awesome group of girls um, as my relay team Uh, girls that I'd never met really before this trip and we became so close um, and are now really good friends as a result of that that trip Um, and for me I think that was a big sort of wake up to the social side of running as well I hadn't done, apart from Run Talk Run, I hadn't done a lot of social running outside of Run Talk Run. So, yeah, it was wonderful. Um, I had never seen America like that before. I'd only ever seen the busy side, not the Mm. desert side. (laughs) Yeah. And how was that experience then? Because I imagine there'd be a lot of 
kind of running on your own, just you and your thoughts out in that amazing scenery, nobody for miles around. Pretty life changing, I imagine. It was. I mean, running through Death Valley at night, I, I mean, I've never seen so many stars in my life. I know it sounds really corny, <laughs> but it was just wonderful to be on your own in that space. Of course, the support vehicle wasn't too far away, so you knew you had support nearby. But just to, yeah, really connect with yourself and the world for, you know, a distance of five to 10K was incredible. I, I haven't replicated that feeling yet. <laughs> no, it, it's definitely something special and not many people get to do it. So absolutely amazing. Um, let's circle back a little bit. You said that was in 2019, but that, of course, is after the the setup of and the start of Run Talk Run. It was 2017, wasn't it, that, um, uh, that, that you started with Run Talk Run. Tell me how the idea came about. Talk to me about the formative um, time period of Run Talk Run because it, it's grown into something incredible now but it, it from an oak tree always has to come a seed and uh, and, I, and I imagine there would have been some some struggles some um, uh, some difficulties in, in, in that early period talk just just talk me through how it all got started. Of course yeah so a bit like my running journey full stop it came from quite a negative place for me Um I've sort of battled with depression on and off throughout my life and 2017 was a particularly dark um, sort of time for me in terms of you know really heavy thoughts and I found that when my mum dragged me out to run I was able to open up a lot more than when I was sat in like a therapist's office mm -hmm. and so I kind of realized through those runs with my mum that you know this was an easier space for me to open up and I think those runs planted the seed um, she gave me a bit of a push to go find myself some running friends when I got back home to London. Um, and I don't know, I guess I looked at the running scene that existed. There were so many groups here, but they all seemed really fast and competitive and very good vibes only. Um, and if anyone's listening who has experienced depression, like you'll know that good vibes only sort of environment is really intimidating when you're in a bad place. So I didn't want that. Um, I wanted a gentler space where I could talk about how crap I was feeling and I couldn't find it. Uh, and that is why I decided to create it. So n now, I mean, fast forward five years and, and we'll get on to the community starter project um, uh, later on in the conversation, but you are someone experienced in, in forming a community and forming a network, but it must have been pretty daunting to start thinking about how you could grow this idea in, into a reality. What did those what, what were those what did those first steps look like? Um, so first of all, I put it out on my personal Instagram. Um, I decided it was like an overnight decision that, do you know what? I'm going to start being honest about where I'm at. You know, I'm going to start telling my friends, telling my family and just being honest that I'm someone living with depression and it's really hard. And I use that as a bit of a channel to try and invite people to run with me. And it kind of became apparent quite quickly that doing it through my own name wasn't going to bring any attendees. No one was interested. My friends weren't interested in running with me um, as much as I love them. They're just not runners. Yep. And so I decided to, to give it a name of Run Talk Run. Now, I found that making it a separate entity away from myself, giving Run Talk Run its own identity, I guess, 
was, uh, I guess, a real starting point for the community um, because people were much more willing to turn up to, uh, let's say, run, talk, run than they are to turn up to a run with Jess, Mm. someone they don't know. Um, So that was the starting point, really, giving it its own platform. And then I just started slowly reaching out to people directly um, because no one was turning up to to these Thursday runs. I was putting myself outside a station waiting for no one to turn up. Um, I started like directly inviting runners that I was seeing on Instagram and went about it that way in the early days. And it, it, it can, I guess it can be quite this hard. And, and we've been through this as well when, when we first started the podcast in terms of, you know, you've got this idea, you really want to get it out there. You, you know that it's a good idea. You know that you can do some good to the people around you. But those early days when you are trying to build that name, you are trying to build that network, it can be quite difficult. Was there ever a point when you thought this might not work and, and maybe I just need to give it up as a bad idea? Or was it always that focus of, it doesn't matter who comes as long as I keep pushing then then this is the right thing to be working on this is this is a good idea um I won't lie to you like in the first few months I'd say that it really did knock my self-esteem back further Mm. and bear in mind it was already pretty dire um but the belief that I had in like you say the belief that I had in what I was creating was so strong and what I found was that I would turn up week on week on a Thursday evening. And even when no one turned up, I would take myself out for that run anyway, um, have a run talk run with myself. And although I felt really crappy at the start of that run because I was disappointed that no one had come, by the end of the run, (laughs) I obviously felt a bit better because that's what happens when we run, right? We feel maybe one or 2% better than we did when we started. And I kind of made the decision in those first few months that even if the only person I help is myself, then that's enough. You know, even if I've made my own day 1% better, that is enough. If I manage to help another person, great. If I manage to help five more people, even better. But I kind of have that mentality still to this day that if you're helping just one person, you're doing incredible things. I really, really like that. And it's, it's, I've heard people say before, you know, if you can help one person, then it's absolutely worth it. But flipping that on its head and thinking that one person can be you yeah. is, really, is really empowering, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think um, it's something I'd really done for myself a lot before. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm honest, I had never been that consistent with my own self-care until I started showing up to run to run to try and do it for others. Uh, ironically, you know, showing up for others was what made me show up for myself and I'm very very grateful for that because I manage my mental health a lot better now yeah absolutely now you've already kind of alluded to the start of the the catalyst of of the movement you know you're directly reaching out to people you're starting to get some people engaged you're getting people coming out with you for that run on a Thursday evening um but that is still a long way from what is it 170 plus groups in different countries around the world that that run talk run is now what are some of the steps in the middle between between the the, the the that start point and where you are now there's got to have been some kind of key moments i guess that that really accelerated the growth of, of run talk run 100 um so i think like the first sort of milestone point for run talk run 
was um, we'd been running the Thursday evening for about a year. So we were one group for a whole year. And a lady from Peterborough reached out to me um, and she said, I love what you're doing in London. Uh, How could I do the same here in Peterborough? And I was a bit perplexed at this. I thought it was great that she'd seen it. Um, So I had a phone call with her, got to know her, her story. And I said, well, why don't you start your own run talk run? Why don't you do just what I'm doing where you are? And, you know, we'll help each other through the process. I'm still learning how to do this. You can learn with me. And she did. She started hers. And what I didn't realise in that moment was that it was just a catalyst for people seeing that Run Talk Run wasn't just a London thing. It was something that could be done anywhere. And that, I guess, Run Talk Run was open to it being done anywhere. And so from then on, I did have a just a very sort of slow, steady um, number of requests coming in, maybe like once a month, I would get a request of someone wanting to do the same. And I didn't have a clue what I was doing, but I just said yes every time. Mm -hmm. And so I think if anyone is in a similar position right now or trying to start something, just say yes and then figure it out later. You know, you might not have... Um, a solid plan in place right now or you might not know all the answers to how you're going to make it work but just say yes say yes to growth say yes to making things happen and the rest will figure itself out very very good advice um but with that growth will of course come a lot more logistical um expectation and uh, complexity i imagine how did you cope with that growth particularly when it started accelerating to to being a lot of people wanting to get involved in this? So, uh, yeah, I guess fast forward a couple of years and things did get just a bit crazy. (laughs) The um, snowball effect was massive. You know, once we were sort of over 30 runs, it just got quicker and quicker. And that was probably the point between 20 and 30 runs where I realised like, I need to get some processes in place. I need to start having a sort of standardised approach to what Run Talk Run is, you know, what sort of um, guidelines a leader should adhere to if they're starting a Run Talk Run. How do I keep our brand and, you know, our supportive space consistent no matter what Run Talk Run you go to? It's a bit like Park Run. Mm -hmm. When you go to a Park Run, you know what to expect. You're going to get 5K. You know, you're going to get marshals. Um, you're going to get, I know, your barcode scanned. And I wanted that sort of certainty to be the same for Run Talk Run. So I quickly implemented just, it sounds boring, but some processes around onboarding a new leader and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I, I had to learn a lot very, very quickly. <laughs> but yeah, doing it as soon as I could was was a good idea. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, sometimes things can grow can grow too quickly, um, too aggressively, and, and and if we're not prepared, then um, as much as saying yes to something in the first place is absolutely the right thing to do, we, we've got to adapt quickly, haven't we? As well. Um, tell me then about kind of more recent experiences of Run Talk Run because it is a behemoth now. What's the um, just out, more out of interest for me? So you've got 170 plus groups now. Um, what's what's the furthest away? What's what's the most exotic uh, RTR location? 
so the furthest away geographically is probably Auckland in wow. New Zealand. Um, we've had some really wild ones along the way. Um, it doesn't run anymore, so I feel sort of guilty in mentioning it. But we did have one in Trinidad and Tobago for a while. That was really cool. Uh, you know, we got one in Dubai. Um, we got loads dotted around across Europe in very bizarre places. Um, not necessarily your key cities, if you know what I mean. They're quite often in places that you wouldn't imagine. So, yeah, quite, quite random. But we do... We do have them in Australia and New Zealand as well. Amazing, amazing, and um, and plenty of course here in the UK. Um, we'll, we'll we'll do the whole summary at the end in terms of you know where you can find stuff. But if anybody is listening to this and thinking, wow, this sounds like something I'd really like to get involved with, what's the best way to either as a leader setting up a new group or looking for the local um rtr or the uh, the walk talk walk which we've not even touched on uh, yet which was set up more recently wasn't it how do people get involved what's the best starting point for people to start figuring out how they can be a part of this community um it sounds painfully obvious but going to our website which is run talk run dot com mm -hmm. um, because there you'll find you know our whole list of locations you'll find the days and the times that they run um, if you submit a form then you can sort of choose whether you're wanting to set up your own run or whether you're wanting to get more info on attending so the website holds everything um, but if you want more frequent updates of course our social media which is also run talk run <laughs> wonderful and then I, I, I know that all of the individual groups they, they kind of have their own entity social medias as well so you can kind of get into to where you need to be from there as well can't you absolutely you can get stuck into whatever your local group is and and if so before i, I want to move i, I want to make sure we, we dedicate some time in this chat to, to community starter because i think it's it's great and really exciting that, that, that you're putting this together and, and getting this structure and logistics in place for people who are wanting to start to network and start a community but just before we, we move away from uh, run talk run if somebody was listening to this thinking i i, I quite fancy starting my own group and, and being a leader what would be the best advice you could give them as a, as a starter for 10? It sounds again painfully obvious but reach out um, yeah. we have a whole team of sort of regional leaders um, especially dotted around the UK so you know even within London there are you know two regional leaders who look after a specific area who will know your area well and know the other local run talk runs in your area mm -hmm. so They'll not only be able to advise you on, you know, what it takes to get one started. They'll also be able to connect you to the other groups that exist in your county or your, you know, sort of region. So you can, you know, go along to a few before you start your own, get a feel for what a run talk run is like. Um, so I definitely suggest reaching out through the website because then we can connect you with um, the best person who's going to know your area well. Um, and we'll be able to, without wanting to sound patronising, handhold you through it. You know, we're, we're very much here to support you with that journey and being a leader. Wonderful. Now, let's get on to, to Community Starter then next, because because like I just mentioned, I think it's a wonderful idea. So you've obviously gained um, a ton of experience over the five years or so now that Run Talk Run's been been running for, pun intended. Um what what motivated you to, to to move into this space and to to try and share those experiences? So I've always been fascinated 
by community. Um, even before starting Run Talk Run, really, I think I've been fascinated by the, the notion of belonging and how important that is for our mental health. And I think the more I've sort of engaged with Run Talk Run, I've noticed um, other communities and how they're going about things and trying to learn what makes a good community in many ways. And I've done a ton of learning myself. And I guess I've been looking for a, a sort of means to share what I've learned about, you know, making people feel welcome and making people feel like they belong with our Run Talk Run leader community. I thought, Do you know what, if I'm putting this out to the Run Talk Run leader community, why don't I just put it out there generally? Um, so hence why I've called it the community starter. I'll be completely honest, I'm very early on in um, the community starter stages, but my sort of idea for it is to be a hub where people can go for support to um, sort of connect with other people who are starting their own communities um, so that they can, I guess, have a bit of a head start on some helpful tips that will assist them in their journey to creating their own groups or communities. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's incredibly valuable um, uh, uh, source of information to have because, you know, we, we can make mistakes. And uh, whilst, you know, the, the, the ethos of fail fast is great, that little bit of extra support and that experience of someone saying, I tried this, it didn't quite work. Then I tried this and it did. Or even why not use this as a bit of a guideline or, or, or a structure? Um, it will certainly help accelerate the process and, and maybe ease some of the pain of people who are passionate. And like you said, I, I think it, it is important that we encourage people to be building these communities and these hubs and these networks um, to combat loneliness, to help with mental health and just to find like minded people. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Right? Yep. Like, yep. So there's so many things that I've, I've read in books or have learned from other people in the community space that had never even crossed my mind, you know, before until I'd seen it from then or read it in a book. So, yeah, I guess if you're right starting from scratch, you're right in the early days, then actually being exposed to extra hints and tips can never be a bad thing. <laughs> no, I absolutely agree. Now, listen, we have crescendoed beautifully through the three areas that I wanted to talk about today, but um, I don't want to finish this conversation. I don't want to leave without finding out what's coming next. And when I say what's coming next, I don't just mean for Run Talk Run, I don't just mean about the community. Let's go through it one by one. How about you? So from a running perspective, from your personal journey, have you got any big plans in the future, any mountains, metaphorically or literally, that you're looking to conquer? Uh, I do, actually. So I turn 30 next July and this is probably nothing in comparison to some of other runners that you've spoken to but I have this idea in my head that I'd like to run 30 marathons before I'm 30. Okay. I am 10 marathons in so I've got 20 more to go before next July which you know it's not running a marathon every day like some other uh, amazing runners do but it would work out about a marathon a fortnight until next July and uh, even thinking about I mean, I mean you're, you're, you're being humble about it but it still sounds pretty dreadful <laughs> I know I'm scaring myself as I say it out loud again um but that is that is the game 
Amazing. And, and is the goal with that to try and get to, do you reckon you'll be able to get to 20 organised marathons or will maybe some backyard marathons, some stuff maybe off the grid just recording on Strava might be thrown in as well? Oh, no, absolutely. Most of them will be backyard. I'm not yeah. made of money. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, some of them will be events, but most of them will be in the company of my lovely Run Talk Run pals at the weekend um, going through London streets. <laughs> Wonderful. And then speaking about run, talk, run and walk, talk, walk, of course, going from strength to strength at the moment continues to grow. What what what's next? Is there anything next? Is it just we found a good level now? Let's keep going with it. Or are there big plans that you can share with us for the future? There are no um, like massive plans other than just keeping on doing what we're doing, supporting the people that are already turning up. Um, but, you know, I am of the opinion that there is going to be no end to this need of mental health support. And so Run Talk Run should be in more places. It should be growing. It should be starting new groups all the time because they're always going to be needed. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, how about the community starter then? We've already talked a lot about it. You know, it's in its formative period at the moment. We're getting getting to grips with it, starting to share. Again, is, is there any plans for that? Is it just to keep growing, keep getting it out there? Um, maybe get the visibility out there more so that you can engage with and help with more people trying to start those communities? Absolutely. I think for me personally, community is all about building relationships and about getting to know other people. So, you know, if you are listening to this thinking you'd like to start a community, I'd love for you to just drop me a DM. Like, I'd love to get to know you because that will help me inform what is needed from people starting their own communities. And yeah, I'd love to just connect with more people. I think that's where I'm at with with the community starter right now is it's just talking to more people in this space. Um, yeah. Amazing. So let's just think about so if people do want to get involved or, or to do exactly that um, community starter is Instagram the best place to, to, to get in touch with you around the community starter. Uh, I would say so. Yes, probably yeah, either through the community starter page or through my own um, Jessica Mary Robson. <laughs> yes, wonderful. And then you've already mentioned Run Talk Run is runtalkrun.com. It is. Yep. Uh, and of course, you're all over social media with that as well, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. And I imagine just a, a search for Run Talk Run will will reap will reap dividends. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Oh, the algorithm's absolutely screwing us over. Um, that's what we, we've been talking for half an hour. I cannot believe um, how quickly time's flown. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with me. Very, very excited to hear how all of the projects go. Um, a great cause and, and something that I would definitely champion people to get involved with. Um, is there anything we've not spoken about? Any Anyone you want to shout out, mention, say hello to? Anything we've not covered that you want to make sure you get out there um, to, to the people in podcast land before I let you get back to your evening? Oh, good question. My shout out is to every single Run Talk Run leader or Walk Talk Walk leader who's listening to this. Um, Derek, you're one of them because I know you'll be listening. <laughs> <laughs> Superstar, we love we love Big D. <laughs> uh, wonderful. Uh, and, and, and yeah, I think that's about it then, isn't it? Um, thank you so much for your time. Absolutely amazing. Really enjoyed it. Looking forward to sharing the story. Looking forward to sharing all the links to how people can find you. That'll all be in the bio and stuff. And and hopefully one day our, our paths will cross and we can maybe get out for a little poodle. That would be lovely. Thank you. And that, my wonderful Fartlek family, was a very, very enjoyable chat with the awesome Jess Robson, a woman who wears many hats 
hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, great one. Um, as, as it's been a great series so far. Normally, this would be the point where I would ask my fine four-foot friend uh, whether or not well, we obviously enjoyed it, but but what he thought of it, what his takeaways were, all that kind of good stuff. But he's disappeared off to work, as mentioned in the previous seg- segment. So instead, I've got some very able substitutes. I've got my fine six foot friend with me and uh, and of course, his good lady as well. Uh, ben and Emma are here. How are we doing, guys? Yeah, we're good. Thanks. Good evening, Robert. Very, good very morning. good Whatever morning. People good are after- listening. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Um, it is evening that we're recording, isn't it? So we'll stick with evening for now. How are you both? You okay? Yeah, fine, yeah. Good day, yeah. First day back at work. I mean, yeah. it's three days into the work week. <laughs> mm. Yeah. yeah. Ab- absolutely. Got to keep that illusion of when people are going to be listening to this, Ben. But yeah, I think uh, uh, it's, it's going to be a little, it's a little bit strange, to be honest, recording this segment because me and Matt recorded the first segment that people have already listened to we did it on monday obviously right in the midst of a very very strange uh, weekend and a very very um, surreal day um with, with everything that happened with, with the queen's funeral but now it feels weirdly enough like the world's kind of got back to normal hasn't it so it, it's it's mad how, how how the world just keeps on ticking and turning and how 24 hours can make a big difference isn't it yeah yeah it was a bit of a funny old day i think uh yeah bit of a strange one yeah we were glued to the telly and it was uh it was it was weird to watch but it was it made me proud to be british and uh, it makes you reflect on a lot of things as well and people that you've lost yourself and mm. uh yeah it was uh, it was it was uh, I, i'll put my hand up i got a little bit emotional at first mm. but uh but yeah it was it was lovely it was great to great to see the the work that goes in and see all these people that are there supporting the queen and the country and uh yeah, yeah, weird, weird old day, historical day, something that we'll never forget for the rest of our lives. That so. well, well, you made that point to me just before we started recording, didn't you, mate? That even if you're not a royalist, this is still a really significant day. It's the first time in 70 years that we've mm. we've had this scenario where a monarch's passed, and we've had the the ceremony and the um the the the, the actions that have to follow in not only the um, the mourning of that monarch, but also the crowning of a new one as well. And, you know, similar to, you know, our parents um, seeing the moon landing um, at the end of the 60s, this is something that you're probably going to tell your grandkids about, aren't you? You're probably going to be like, yeah, yeah, when Queen Elizabeth died, she'd been there for 70 years and we were there glued to the telly. And, you know, those people I know, I saw, I think, was it Ruth Freckleton? Ruth Freck, um, she she was down and she, she, she watched the motorcade go past. And, you know, it, it has, it's, it, it's had a really profound impact on the whole country, hasn't it? And beyond. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. I'm uh, for, for like my granddad as well. Um, bless him. He's he's in his nineties now, nearly in his mid nineties. He's seen a few kings and queens now, mm-hmm. and uh, it was quite an emotional day for him. And uh, yeah, like you say, it's something we're going to remember for the rest of our lives and tell generations to come all about. And not something I I know Charles is coming in, but I don't think it's going to be the same when mm-hmm. he passes. Bless him. It's uh, it was the first of our generation um yeah. and yeah it'll, it'll always stay in the mind that one and uh, they did a bloody good job yeah it was it was it was it was it was a it was a very very um impressive uh, uh day day of uh of, of things that happened and and the ceremony itself and those lads carrying the coffin as well but anyway we'll um we'll, we'll move on um we'll talk about we're going to get back into running uh, before we do uh jess robson what did you guys think great one yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, really good one. Uh, 
it's good to see groups getting in, getting together and getting out and using it as a chance to uh, to talk and uh, for obviously mental health reasons and many other reasons people people like to do that and I think it's brilliant. Uh, I know we've got one in Sheffield. I think it's Daniel Wilson Brown that runs that one. Um, and yeah, he Dan, and Dan, yeah. Dan, Dan, Dan and Ash, yeah. Uh, yeah, he tends to get them out and get them running and talking. And he's, uh, I think he's been going on for a year or so now and yep. seems to be a good little core group there that go. And uh, yeah, we've, uh, yeah, it's not something that fits into my schedule, but if it ever would, I would probably give it a go and just, just go along and chat to others and let people get stuff off their chest. And uh, likewise. Yeah, I, th- I think a big thing for me, the, the big takeaway for me is that any uh, group or, you know, effort or, a scenario where you can encourage people to come together to use running as a positive it's nothing but a good thing and clearly the work that Jess has done if you look at just how many of these groups there are not just in in the UK but abroad as well she's got to be doing something right and, and look at the positive impact that it has it's 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 pretty awesome and 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 and, and such a great chat as well absolutely um, I know another group like that as well, actually. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of them, but uh, they're known as What's the Fartlek? Uh, no, is that good? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, we, we do all right, don't we? Not quite on the same scale. No, we've got, no. We've, we've, we've got our Fartlek family. Um, uh, and yeah. but I t- I'll tell you something, Ben. Uh, the community starter work that, um, that, that Jess has been putting together, uh, the Instagram page that she's got that shares all the tips and the ideas, we spoke about that a little bit as well. I found that dead, dead useful in terms of coming up with ideas for what we do as a group and how we can encourage participation and making sure we try and get it right and where we can learn from mistakes and all that kind of thing. I think it's a really good one. If you are looking to bring a community together, running or otherwise, uh, that's a really good starting point and fair play to putting it together. Definitely. Yeah. Credit to her. She's doing a good job. Mm. Right then. That being said, we've got something equally pressing to get on to, haven't we, guys? We've got um, uh, we've got to talk about Parkrun. But Emma, you weren't at Parkrun this week, were you? So what, what's going on? Oh, well, it's the joys of working in the NHS. Um, I finally got my degree results, which means I'm almost qualified as a biomedical scientist which means I end up working all hours. So, yeah, I had to work on Saturday, which is pretty shocking, really. It was, Horrible. and it was hard for me as well, because M's not missed a parkrun since parkrun returned in July last year, and I haven't, I can't remember the last time I visited a parkrun by myself. Well, I can't, yeah. it was before, before lockdown, but I can't really remember it. But, uh, yeah, so it, was, it felt weird all week building up to it, and especially on Friday night going to bed and, then waking up Saturday morning and leaving before M um, without M. So it was a weird, it was a weird old Saturday morning, actually. It sounds but, it. It sounds it. But um, I'm glad that you've still come along. Still a valuable part of the team, of course. We'd be really sad if you decided to sit it out because you went at Parkrun this week. Well, I thought, why not just sit in the background? And uh, even if I don't really add anything to the conversation, I thought we're, we're missing Matt. So uh, somebody's. <laughs> Yep, yep, good, good, taking the part. You're, today, Emma will be playing the role of Tiny Dancer. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. I can't, I can't just sit there in silence, I don't think. Yeah, no, just, yeah just, just, try, just stumble over your words, mispronounce some things, and, uh, and swear too much so that we have to put an explicit warning on the episode. That's pretty much Matt's contribution. <laughs> and he does a good job. And, and we wouldn't have him any other way, that little moron. Uh, right, Ben, I tell you what, then you're in you're in the hot seat in that case. Then me and Emma are going to just sit back and enjoy 
your dulcet tones. Tell us all about where you went this week and what you got up to. Okay, so uh, as Emma explained, we knew this day would come where she would have to start working Saturdays. Now, what that meant is that between me and Emma, although we've done copious amounts of events together, different ones, there is still a little cluster that I've done that M hasn't and M's done that I haven't. So what we agreed was, rather than me going off and doing one that she hasn't, I would go and do one that she's done that I haven't, if that makes sense. Um, so, yes, so I had a little list of uh, park runs to go at, um, and all of them are pretty pretty local, to be fair, which is quite good. It means I didn't have to get up at crack of dawn and drive for two hours by myself or anything. Uh, but, yeah, so I chose... I chose one that's been on my radar for quite a while for a number of reasons, but uh, but it was up in Leeds. It was only half an hour away. I can't remember the last time we only travelled half an hour to a park run. Probably mm. Hill, but after that, I can't remember. Um, so I took myself up the M1 to Rothwell Park Run. Um, and yeah, it was it was lovely. It was really nice, really crisp morning. Um, sun was shining. I got there early, as I do, went and said hello, I'm barcode scanning afterwards. Um, I'd heard it was potentially very flat and fast, with one tiny little climb and a weavy bit in it, uh, two and a half laps. So I thought, oh, do you know what, I, I was thinking all week, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my fast shoes, I'm going to give it a good crack. And and unfortunately, I changed my mind. Um on on Friday night, late Friday night, I put the fast shoes away and just took the mm-hmm. steady shoes, and uh, and I'm quite glad I did because I got there and I did a little warm up lap and I followed the route and there was one section that if you're bombing around, I, I wasn't bombing it. I was going at speed, but I wasn't bombing it. And you turn, so you start by a set of gates. You've got a nice hundred meters of tarmac, and then all of a sudden you do a big loop around this field on this really sorry neil it's not it's not compact it was loose gravel loose gravel the enemy of compact the anti-compact gravel oh, it really was it's like someone had just chucked a bag of gravel really fine gravel Ugh. over the top so I, I, um, I, I, I can hear neil just sighing and stropping over that right now sorry neil sorry neil um so you do a massive loop around the field and i tell you what though it was it was really nice the first lap as you go around so you run all the way down to the far end and as you're coming back i looked over to my right and it was just a sea of runners in different colors and sun was shining nice wooded tree area behind them it would have made for a brilliant park run photo mm. i even said i even said to the guy next to me i went that'll make a good picture i think he just kind of looked at me really strange as if, <laughs> You're not Emma. Um, So, yeah, you go around the lap of the field and then just as you get into the end of the field, you climb a tiny little slope, take a left turn, climb the tarmac, take a right. And then all of a sudden you're in the middle of the cafe and the tennis courts and you've got this path that's probably about two and a half foot wide and you're bombing it round and you get this 90 degree left turn. But as you turn this 90 degree left, there's a concrete slab like poking out on the inside. And then on the outside, you've got a six foot metal fence. So I've gone flying around it on the first lap and I've almost kicked the concrete, dashed off to the right hand side and almost ran into the uh, to the fence on the other side. Mm-hmm. So learnt, learnt me lesson. Don't don't go flying around that corner for the next two laps. 
At least, at, at least you managed to foresee it in the nick of time and didn't end up doing a Matt Taylor patented tumble. No, 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 no that, that was quite funny on Friday, actually. Um, I hope we, <laughs> we, we uh, already covered it at length. Yeah, tumble down oh, Taylor. Good. Um, and then, yeah, and then you get back to the car park where the start is and you've got a little downhill section and then it's off you go again. Uh, but on the third lap or two and a half laps, rather than going up the hill at the end of the gravel path, you come down it onto the grass and into the finish. And Lovely. it was it was brilliant. It was a really good part run and it makes for great Strava art as well. Um, did really? you see it? I've, 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 not, I've not seen your Strava art. Um, me is and it, two reg. That's oh, what I'm gonna. Is, is it? So I'm just checking now. Go on, uh, have a quick give look. Give me, give me two seconds while I'm so I'm under pressure now. Ben, sexy Strider. Yep, yep, it's on there. Yep, yep. Where is he? But sexy. There he is. Benjamin. Activities. We're going to. Oh, that is somewhat phallic, isn't it? <laughs> somewhat phallic, yeah. I think <laughs> it depends. It, I mean. It depends on if you're filthy-minded or not. It's either a Diplodocus or it's a giant willy, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, I'm, 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 dinosaurs were 30 years ago for me, so we, we're going... I'm, I'm, <laughs> we're going I'm, I'm just all about the willies. Years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I grew out of dinosaurs and I grew into willies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 a, I'm a mature adult now, so that looks like the willy to me. <laughs> <laughs> right okay so you drew a giant penis move on Let's, what, what yeah i did um and it was great yeah there was uh, a, a barcode scanned at the end and they were just coming in thick and fast and i found it quite funny actually because I, I i had what i think was a an elderly husband and wife next to me barcode scanning as well but they they seemed to be a little bit slow and i found i looked at one point and i had about 20 people in my queue and they had like two in each of their queue and i'm thinking people people obviously know these two uh, <laughs> just, just, yeah, join, join, join the long crew. Uh, speaking of uh, volunteering, not to interrupt your story, I'm sure you're going to get to this anyway. But you were on a bit of a mission this weekend, weren't you, to do every role that exists oh, over the God. course of 48 hours? Um, well, I was meant to be pacing the Berry 10 miler, but that got postponed at the start of the week um, because of police resources to mm-hmm. the race, obviously. So I originally put my name down as number checker at Barnsley Juniors because um, I obviously had Sunday morning free now uh, and then I thought well if I'm I, I always get there early so I might as well do the the course check as well so I did that uh, and when I got there the guy was like do you fancy putting some stuff out so me and Em walked it we put a few signs out a few cones out um, and then we got back to the start and he was like we've got nobody to do the warm-up for the kids uh, so oh, me and Em Chucked her hands in the air along with two other ladies, and oh, no, no, Ben didn't chuck her hands. I bloody did. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, interrupting you? <laughs> Pipe down, Taylor. <laughs> he only joined in when he knew there was going to be three of us doing it. I wasn't doing it by myself. Then, then he was like, "Oh yeah, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it now. Yeah." I wasn't going to do that by myself. I'd never done it before. Mm. So yeah, the four of us was stood there doing, uh, touching the floor and jumping to the sky and swimming and uh, high knees and yeah that was quite fun actually and uh, so that was another role I did and then and then obviously did the number checking when kids were coming through for getting their barcodes and being under four years old so not registered etc uh, and then we did a bit of clearing up afterwards so I got, I got six credits in one weekend 
six credits house. <laughs> As you do. Love it. Love it. There you go. That's a way to get a t-shirt, isn't it? Hero, mate. Always giving back. Always mate, giving back. Mate, you are you you are you are the high-vis hero. Thanks. Four of you. Um amazing. Oh, back, back, back to Rothwell then. Uh, you didn't do it alone, did you? That's where I was about to go with that mm. one yet. So I wasn't short of company, despite inviting your good self and you absolutely letting me down. I didn't have a lift. I'm a, I'm a, I need to learn to drive. I'm 36 years old. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no one would bring me. <laughs> Somebody else re- asked me where I was going at the weekend and they didn't confirm whether or not they would definitely be there. They might be, they might not be. So when I was stood around in the car park at the start, just about to go off and do a quick mile to warm the legs up and check the course out. I turned around and who was stood there? Mr. Paul Griffiths. Oh, that's an upgrade on me. I'll be honest. And no comment. Um, uh, and yeah, there he was. Paul was there. He was, uh, he decided for a bit of tourism, getting his 20th different venue, which Ooh. makes him an official parkrun tourist. Uh, also his 25th parkrun altogether. So, Cracking stats for for our Paulie, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it was great to see him. We had a good little chat beforehand, and uh, and then Paul went round at steady pace because, uh, as we'll find out shortly, he had a race on Sunday. Mm-hmm. He went round. He waited for me to finish my barcode scanning, and then we had a we had a bit of bromance in the cafe and had a date together and ate breakfast lovely a a brunch date almost tell me about the cafe ben that's the most important bit the cafe so it's it's a weird one the um they they allow park runners in to use the toilets but you have to wait at a gate you can't just walk into the cafe that the entrance and exit is guarded by a gate and you're not allowed to just walk in the lady has to come out and let you in if you try and go in without letting you in she gets grumpy apparently Right. So, so we stood at the gate. She let us in. Um, she goes, we're a bit busy. Obviously, there's loads of park runners in there. Lovely little cafe. There's outdoor seating, indoor seating. We went in, looked at the menu, big menu, big old menu. Um, and yeah, traditional breakfast bang. I'll have that one. Thank you. Um, and it came and. I don't want to be too critical, but she won't be listening, so it don't matter. Um, <laughs> probably not a fun of a podcast. No, nah, probably not. It was it was a it was basically a tin of tomatoes with a tin of beans, and then two really thin bits of bacon, two really thin sausages, and two eggs. And I'm sorry, but that's not a traditional breakfast for me. I, I want to see some mushrooms. I want to see some ash browns. I want to see some black pudding. Um, I want the full works. Mm. So. Little bit disappointed, but I can't be disappointed. Uh, it, it filled it filled a void, and and Paul paid for it as well. Oh well, there you go. Then doesn't matter, does it? No, no, he tried Win, me, winning so. regardless. Yeah, yeah. It's always it's always nice when the man pays on the first date. No way, I can't. Absolutely. Take that, take that back. Take that back. <laughs> so so yeah, so we had a good good natter, a uh, good chat, and uh, breakfast together, and a coffee, and then uh, off we went on our on our separate ways. Kissing a cuddle in the car before you left. Um, Can't tell uh, you. Sounds, sounds, sounds like an absolutely swell day. Em, you must be, I mean, you've missed out on a good one there by the sounds of it, haven't you? I've already done it, so... Oh, no, you're bothered. <laughs> I've done that one, so I'm not bothered. Yeah, she's... <laughs> 
I don't think I've done it twice. So. Oh, Ben, take that. Have you done it twice? No, but we're going again this weekend now. <laughs> but then she'll have done it three times, you idiot. But I don't care. I'm, gonna do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so competitive. Um, good. It sounds great, though. It sounds like a really nice. And, and particularly for, for our local, our Yorkshire listeners, mm. um, easily accessible and, and a good oh. one. Through. There's a couple of good ones up in Leeds Bradford area, aren't there? About, about five minutes off the M1 it was, so it was really, Perfect. really easy to get to. And and like I said, M's done a load of the local ones that I haven't, and a lot of them are in Leeds mm-hmm. uh, and on the way up to Leeds. So I've got loads to go at on the way up there, but hopefully not anytime soon. I don't want to work in every Saturday, but uh, that's not up to us. Um, no. Nope. But we, uh, yeah, a purple sign, great. It was brilliant. It was really nice park, and the background was beautiful anyway. And my friend Nick, who lives 200 metres away from Rothwell, came down and joined us as well. Forgot to mention him. Nick came down with his daughter. Nick took the picture. Great job. He knew Portrait. That he- yeah, absolutely. He turned it landscape at first. I think he was doing it to wind me up. Uh, <laughs> he got corrected straight away. Uh, and, I'll, give, I'll give you this one, Nick, but never again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and the most frustrating thing as well, I think, from the morning was stopwatch bingo. Yeah. So I ran it. I didn't care. I wasn't looking. I got to the finish. I crossed the line. 32 seconds on my watch. And I'm thinking wait a minute, I'm sure I need 31 and 33. So I'm I'm sat there and I said to Paul, I said, I bloody hope they've stopped it early or late here or or I've got it wrong on my watch. Yeah. Uh, sat in a cafe, results come in. Damn it, 32. Oh, 32. I only need three stinker. to go. I need yeah. left to complete that and 31, 32 and nine as well. So, oh, mate. so close. Nice cheat so again. There's, all, there's, there's always next week to get back at it, and of course you guys will be together here and reunited for the we are, adventures. Yeah. Em's picked it already, actually. She picked it. When did you pick it? Sunday, Monday. Emma, yeah. that is that is very, very organised for you. I'm in the good books now. Although mm. the, I'm not gonna get, give away the part run, but a few weeks, well, a while back we were talking about the super tourists that they met we met who'd done about 304 part runs mm-hmm. and he said he loved the ones that were in the middle of a council estate and they were just really like scummy this <laughs> looks like yeah it, it's a fibonacci so i need to do it but I, i'm just kind of like looking at it and going this looks terrible <laughs> oh i'm sure it'll be fine no it, no, no, it doesn't, doesn't look great, great. It does. It doesn't look great, but because I missed her so much, I let her choose one. She needs the Fibonacci. I've already got it. Uh, I didn't care where it was, as long as you're there, babe. <laughs> anyway, that's enough for the listeners. <laughs> you never know. It might be a hidden gem, might it not? It might. It might. But yeah, so we're looking forward to that. And then, and then the next three weeks after that, we've already got planned anyway. So mm-hmm. we're well in advance. There you go. Um... So that's Part Run Adventures. That's Part Run. Part Run Adventures with Ben, not Emma, this week. Love it. Uh, Will you guys stick around and do a roll call with me, seeing as our mats disappeared? 100%, yep. Love it. Are either either you brave enough to take on the roll call song, or am I going to have to do it? Oh, God, I can't remember it. Em, you you must remember it. Um, No. No. You guys suck. This is your homework for next time. All right, partner. You know what time I'm doing my best gravelly Matt voice. You know what time it is. Keep roll calling, baby. Although he normally gets it wrong, to be fair. So this is better than he does it. Keep roll calling, 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 calling. What?
What? Yeah, there you go. Right, roll call, guys. Who has smashed it this week? Tell me all about it. Just, just to let you know, I did know the song. I just wanted you to do it, Rob. <laughs> That's all right, mate. That's what I'm here for. Okay, right. Um, go on, you go first. There's definitely a bit of a theme this week. Um, so I'm going to start with our very own Paul Griffiths that we've just been talking about. He wants to give a massive congratulations to Lane for smashing the two-hour half marathon barrier. Amazing. He's also said, th- um, giving giving away some of the other shout outs. Thanks to the What the Fartlek family for all the love after my own sub two half hour, half marathon. Can't speak. Turned into Matt now. <laughs> Solid Matt behaviour. And he also wants to shout out Matt for listening to his body and not running this weekend. Oh, there's there's no need to give him praise. He, his head's big enough already, just naturally. You don't need to make it grow. Um, one thing I will say, I'll jump in ahead of Ben. Um, karma is a good thing, isn't it, guys? Because, you know, Paul's gone out. He shouted out Lane, who has done amazingly getting her sub to. But the world works in mysterious ways because our pal Alex, Al runs 01. Straight away, the next one we've got is shouting out Paul Griffiths. For his sub to our marathon on Sunday as well. So we absolutely <laughs> smashed it too, didn't he? He did, yeah, yeah. He's a, he ran a great race. We had a quick chat apart run and uh, told me that he wanted it. And uh, yeah, had a few words and just told him to be sensible. And anyway, he would be anyway. He didn't need to listen to me. He's a sensible guy and uh, he, he paced it perfectly, even despite having a tricky couple of miles where he goes onto trail and headwind near the end. He, he pulled it back and he, yeah, he smashed it. Huge, huge well done to Paul. Who else are we shouting out, Ben? Um, I'm I'm going to go to my favourite shout-out of the week this week, to uh, our very own Marco Del Wazio. He's, um, he's given me a shout-out for Braving Park Run Without Emma. Oh, you were uh, a brave little soldier, weren't you? I was, I was. It was it was a tough job, but uh, but I did it and I managed it. And thank you, Marco, for, for realising that. For acknowledging my great, for basking in my glory. <laughs> um, who else are we calling out? Uh, Chris uh, Disbot Run. He mm-hmm. did the Rasselbock event, and he wants to shout out himself. Uh, me, please. I bagged my sixth ultra Rasselbock 50k done. So well done, Chris. It's amazing. Absolutely massive, and so you should big yourselves up. We 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 have no fan in the world. Who is more critical than ourselves so if we can dig ourselves up then we definitely deserve it um just the last one on this page before we move on another shout out for paul griffiths the world loves him ts underscore runs oh, oh sorry no this is for lane apologies ts underscore runs running short stuffs half marathon pb sub two hours she was a star she certainly was she's worked hard for that and absolutely nailed it so well done to you lane uh what have we got next benjamin um so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give a shout out not a shout out from me but a shout out from runner dean for making it through a tough few weeks and hoping to be coming out of the other side now um he left the group he left uh instagram for a bit and he's he's been having a bit of a struggle at the moment but sounds like he's 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 coping all right now and he's 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 coming back and uh He'll be back to it in no time, I'm sure he will. He's a tough cookie, Ardine, and uh, he's got a lot of love and support for him in the group. And uh, yeah, we're all we're all waiting waiting for him to come back when he's ready. And uh, he's, he's back in. He's he's back in now, Ben. Is he back in? Yeah, he is. He is, and and I would echo that absolutely. He's one of one of one of the good eggs in the world. Is is Ardine, and uh, very very happy 
um, that that he's put that on and that he's got through a tough couple of weeks and that he's nailed, he's got his head down. And, you know, sometimes we do just need to take a bit of time away from the pressures of social media or whatever mm. it might be. And, uh, and and fair play to him for doing so. And, and hopefully he's coming back stronger because, um, yeah, um, good people deserve good things, Dean, mate. And you're definitely one of the good people. So keep on going, pal. And he's, I'm a big fan of his because he likes barbecue Pringles like me. Well, there you go. That, that That's the most important thing, Ben. <laughs> like barbecue Pringles. Emma, who have we got next? Uh, a little bit more love for Paul Griffiths from Rob Corns. Uh, for getting that sub two half. The man is on fire. Yes, he is. Is he on fire? Is anyone going to put him out? I'm on fire. Um, yeah, Paul and Lane are dominating the roll call this week, aren't mm-hmm. they? Understandably so. They're done absolutely amazing. Uh, moving to the other end of the spectrum, uh, our pal Rach Pill in Spicy on the Run uh, is really proud of herself because she didn't throw up a park run, I assume, because she'd been drinking heavily the night before. But uh, <laughs> a woman after my own heart, uh, that's from the Rob Hitchmo School of Park Run, is rocking up and, and trying not to chunder. So you have my respect, my friend. What she's not mentioning is she ran another half marathon at the weekend. She was in Copenhagen. Mm, yeah. So she smashed that, up half I, after her injury. I, I love that that's what she's focused in on. She's done what they did, a great North run the week before. Then she went out to Copenhagen and did that. But the thing that's most memorable is not <laughs> vomiting at part run after a skinful. Priorities. You've got to respect the hustle, man. Yeah. Um, uh, ben, I think we've probably got ooh, there's two more. There's one that I wanted to cover off, so I think the last one is from our pal uh, Doug Witness. It is, yeah. Doug Witness is shouting out himself for bagging himself a road race 5k PB uh, with a time of 20 minutes, uh, 20 minutes and seven seconds, which is rapid. Um, he, he loves a 5k does our dog and mm-hmm. he's been getting faster and faster at his park runs and he's he's tried his hand at a few road races recently with his club I believe and he's just getting closer and closer to that 20 minutes uh, so congrats to Doug Darren for that he's uh, he's yeah he's he's improving big time he absolutely has witnessed the fitness absolutely incredible um and last but not least, Gary Ludwin wanted to shout out everybody in the Fartlek family um, for taking part in, uh, in, in, in the Miles for Matt uh, over the weekend. Now, me and Matt talked about this <laughs> in the first bit, but just to clarify, for anybody who might not be in our WhatsApp group, I did not know, maybe I'm just too nasty to Matt, but I did not know that this was happening. Matt was injured, decided not to run. I think half the people in the group were being really supportive. He said, I'll go and run a mile for you, which was really sweet. Half the people in the group were taking the piss out of him, saying, hashtag more miles than Matt. And then it, it, that was it. But people keep coming to me going, it was really nice that everyone came together and rallied around Matt. So I'm just going to take it. Well done, everybody, for supporting Matt in his in his hour of need. You just can't, you can't see it because you're just in your head. Everybody must be taking the piss out of him. Because in your <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't know why you couldn't be. Just look at him. Look at his big little head. Like you just. Oh. And, uh, and can I just say how funny it was on Friday? I know you've mentioned it already, but when he took <laughs> it, oh bless him, oh bless him. We have to warn him of every curve, every leaf, every every car, every pedestrian after that, because you just don't know where Matt when he might next trip over. 
every time he does it, he pops up so angry and embarrassed. Yeah, I was going to say, but we've already, we said that we said it in the last segment, if only someone had a dash cam to mm. find that footage of him absolutely bowling it. But he's done it so many times. He, the kid just loves falling over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Like uh, yes, it was it was definitely at least a, a 6.4 from the judges. So well done, Matt. Um, and that, guys, is our roll call for the week. Nice one. Very well done. Congratulations, everybody. Um, so we're about to get out of here and, and we'll do some thank yous and what's on the show next week and, and, and all that good stuff in a minute, guys. But before we do, um, I'll be honest, I told a little bit of a white lie earlier. Um, I'll let you in a bit of a secret. Uh, Matt asked me whether or not we'd put an advert together, um, you know, for Statman John's uh, products and discount codes. And because Matt's always been getting a bit upset about Statman John and his mum, you know, going steady, um, I, I told I couldn't bring myself to play in it. So I told him we hadn't done it, but we, we have done it. So do you want to just like listen to it while he's not here? Cause I think it'd be pretty funny. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> right, I'll load it up. Hello, lads. Hello, ladies. Hello, Emma. Great to see you last night. You, uh, you were that favourite job of mine. And uh, it's left me speechless, let me say. But, <laughs> well, what a woman. Anyway, how are you, everyone? I'm currently bathing. I, uh, those of you that know me, I like to bathe in a bath of Vaseline. Matt's mum loves it. Keeps my body nice and smooth. And I'm able to glide in anywhere I like. Or have anything glide in wherever it likes but i'm just going to lift my arm out sound effects there no budget uh, um anyway so i'm here to review a product for you i don't want to waste your time you got here about running um i've got this product here keep your hands dry slightly and clean slightly uh need a bit of work on that title guys or ladies these are rubber gloves and they've got lots of little holes in. So I guess the idea is if you're washing up, you don't want your hand to get too dirty. Water goes in slowly. If you're in the bath, you want to keep your hands dry. Again, water slow. This though, for those of us with sensitive hands, ticklish hands, or those that just like the little bit of side dirt getting in. Um, so yeah, I'm in the bath now and a bit of Vaseline's got on. It feels quite good. I'm going to go straight to the reviews. Let me get my mouse. Uh, I've got one review here, one review, great, from at time to get fit underscore ish. Not ish, my lady, cool. Wow, you are fit. Uh, she said, oh, this product is shit, don't waste your money, oh, I don't understand the point of it, one star. Okay, and that's the only review we've got. Um, again, that's her opinion, we all have our own opinions. So it is £200 for one glove, £700 for two and uh, no discount code this week because who needs it well that is priced perfectly i would say but i best <laughs> sorry god matt's mum has really got into oh really got into feet this week she's putting the whole thing in her mouth calm down love don't need help i'm a bit gone come on oh pardon me i just i'm <laughs> i'm sorry Matt. <laughs> i'm sorry i just I'm not. I'm not a good person, am I? I, I think. Oh, I feel. 
I feel like that. I feel like this is going a bit too far, but I'm not going to stop. Um, first and foremost, uh, I think Emma, you've got something to answer for. What What was that opening all about? I don't even know. I just what have you been doing with that man? <laughs> eh? We need to have a chat after this. <laughs> we need to have a chat. Why? He's... Why? Why aren't he's, I invited along? Yeah, the thing the thing is, Ben, he's an easy lover, and um, and women just flock to him. Well, I thought I had him wrapped around my finger, but clearly not. She's easily drawn to these other men, so it's not other men, though, mate. He is not a mean right. man, is he? He's he no, he's he not. secedes mortality. He is that man, John. And um, more importantly, though, uh, are you going to buy these rubber gloves with holes in? I'll be honest, I don't really understand what was going on until he started talking about Matt's mummy's oh. feet. What an absolute bargain. £700 for two. Yeah, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm going to buy some. Do you want some as well, Em? No, no, I'm all right, thanks. The reviews were shit, so... <laughs> I, I feel like this is the kind of product that if you put a Nike tick on it, Jack would buy. Yeah, true. Yeah, very, very true. Absolutely. Tell, uh-huh. tell, him, that, tell him there's some kind of, I don't know, wind-resistant um, or aerodynamic or maybe some kind of, like, um, compression glove. I'm pretty sure you could shill him to Jack yeah, if they yeah. had a tick on him. They've got some air holes in them as well. And, uh, well, just just ask Polly. Polly's clearly bought a pair, so uh, she'll, mm. she'll know more about them. But she thought they were shit. A birthday present for her. Happy birthday, Paul, belated. Um, oh, such a nice man, JP. What a mm. present. What a present. Thanks, thanks, JP. Um, uh, right. Bath in a bath of Vaseline, Rob? Uh, I'll be honest. I've showered in Vaseline, but not bathed in it. I've not sort that step up yet. Uh, all uh, right, okay. Yeah, I'm mm. gonna try it too this weekend. Yeah, just give it a yeah. try. Why not? We're on a we're in a credit crunch at the minute. How much would it cost to fill a bathtub with Vaseline? God, <laughs> I don't know. I'll be I mean, back. maybe maybe like an, a, a non-branded petroleum jelly, perhaps, but branded Vaseline. Come on, not made of money. Yeah. yeah, no, no. Okay, right. Well, you tell me when you do it, and I'll come and get in after you. <laughs> We'll share the Vaseline <laughs> Right. This, this is why Emma's going to Statman John, Ben. <laughs> well, it's having uh, Statman John, I'm having you. But there we go. It's just that that's just it's like, yeah, that's that's what we do at what the fart like HQ. It's like Sodom, it's like Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> Don't give it away. Um, right. Uh we've got some thank yous before we wrap up the show. Emma, you've done it so ably in the past. Do you want to join do us some? Oh no, sorry, Ben do the thank yous. And then Emma can tell us where people can find us. Let's do it that way. Oh, God. Oh, after last Pressure. week, I've, I've got no Matt here, so it's all right. So big thank you to Graham Lindley for the super awesome theme music. Um, a thank you to you, Rob, for writing, oh, recording, interviews, everything that goes with it. Um, big thank you to JP for organising the guests. Uh, big thank you to me and Emma for mm. that. Um, a big thank you to Statman John for his super awesome reviews. Um, a big thank you to Sammy and Joe, because they also work in the background as well. Um, a thank you to the newsletter people. We've got Claire Forsyth, Jamie Denham, Nick Finney and McPauley, uh, Paul McWhirter. Um and Jack Penfold for editing. I didn't want to forget him. I left him till last. No, no, you can never forget him. Uh, and we've definitely not forgotten any of the team. That's definitely the whole team. Every That's member the- of the team that is of the height of an adult human has been covered. That's correct, isn't it? 100%. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All the, 
actually contribute, yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, and thank you to any Ewoks that might have been around for recording as well. Uh, let's not forget our guest for this week, Ben. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you to the guest this week. Uh, she had a really awesome chat, so I hope everyone enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, great. Uh, thank you to Jess. And uh, and do go and check out Run, Talk, Run um, and the Community Starter, depending on, uh, on, on, on whether you are thinking of starting some kind of community uh, online. I think it's a great place to go. And if you are thinking of uh, uh, finding some local people, I think if you search for Run, Talk, Run, you can also then find anything local to you. And we'd certainly encourage you to, to go down and get involved. Uh, great group of people doing good things. Um, before we move on to Emma's clearly going to be perfect roundup of where people can find us um do you guys want to know who is on the uh show next week i do i do do you um yeah i need to know this well, yeah. good well well good because I'm, I'm i'm gonna tell you um so uh you will remember that we had uh laura jones on the podcast uh, a good few series ago now one of our most popular guests of course laura is uh founded we are fearless and she's a huge part of the online running community and a very good friend of the show so whenever we chat to somebody who's involved with the we are fearless lot it always feels like uh, a win uh, because they're just some of the most amazing human beings uh, on the planet um and i'm not exaggerating there so we have another we are fearless sites. We are fearless, sir. We are fearless. Fearless. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that, shall we? So we have got uh, TCB. So TC Bignall is on the show uh, this week. Um, she, she's great. She's uh, you, you might follow her if you don't already. I think it's TCB 1991. Do go and check her out. We'll have some sneak peeks of the episode up um, through the week. Uh, we talk all about her running journey. We talk about her involvement with We Are Fearless. We talk about all the amazing things that she does. She's a really, really nice lady. She was super excited to be on the podcast. They're my favourite ones and people genuinely are happy to have been asked and be a part of it. And we're very happy to be sharing her story. So it's going to be a great one. Episode five. We are, we're nearly at the midway point of our Roads 100, guys. Yeah, we are indeed. It's it's coming round, isn't it? Mm, very excited. Emma? Where can people find us if they want to get involved? Give us a follow. Be a part of our community. So we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, we've got a website, oh, YouTube. Yeah, we're on YouTube as well. There's some uh, classics back there on YouTube. Mm, yeah, check out the archives on YouTube. <laughs> we have a website, uh, We, You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, was it Google that somebody was listening Laura to? Blackwell. It's Laura, Laura Blackwell. We found out who our one Google podcast listener is. Yep. Uh, it's it's Laura. Laura Blackwell. Yeah. She was weirdly guilty. Uh, admitting that. It's, it's, yeah. not a, it's nothing to be ashamed of, Laura. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it is. Who listens to Google podcast, you weirdo? <laughs> um, oh, I can never remember the email, Rob. What the like podcast at gmail.com. Matt's rubbing off on you. Yeah, yeah. Is he? Where is it? <laughs> First that man, John. Now Matt. What's Don't going on? <laughs> uh, no, very competent roundup, Emma. Um, uh, where can people give you a follow, Emma, if they want to check you out on the old socials? My Instagram is at EmmaJJ85. Uh, and yours, Ben? Uh, at Sheffield underscore Strider. Wonderful. Uh, well, I am at Little Runner Boy Rob. Thank you so much for asking. I don't normally get asked when it's that little 
knobhead with me. Um, and of course, mm-hmm. the little knobhead is at Matty Owl. So please do give him a follow as well, because I feel like we've ridden him pretty hard this week. So I'm going to call him now and tell him that I love him, really. Um, and that, I think, guys, is us done for the for this week. Uh, you're going to join, jo- join me next week. Tell us more about your park and adventures. Maybe stay involved. I, I'm enjoying having you guys on for the roll call and, 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 the, and the mop up at the end. So if you guys can, if you guys are up for it, we'll keep keeping you on. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we'll, we'll we'll get ready to get to it next week um guys as always uh, may your runs continue to be wonderful remember to be excellent to each other be kind or just go away because there's not really a point in you existing life is too short is one thing that we've learned over the course of this weekend uh, as i said at the top of the hour life is terminal it's our job to live it be more matthew uh, let's remember matthew pullen let's be positive let's take a message forward Uh, Let's keep building this community that we're a part of, whatever community you're a part of. Uh, Be open, be engaging, be willing to look at different ways of doing things and change different types of people, accepting of people. We only get one life. We've got to live it. Uh, We love you lots. We're looking forward to catching up next week. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Ben, Emma, I've got no one to cacar or moo. That's Matt's purpose. Should we do something different? What do you fancy, oh. Ben? T- tell, tell me what you're thinking, Ben, still. I, I wasn't thinking anything until oh. he just put me on the spot. You can oh, bleed with that weird sound you made when you were falling asleep the other night. Oh, no, you, well, <laughs> you, you, you heard it. I, I was asleep, so you go for it, tell us, t- tell, tell us Ben's weird sound, Emma. He was just kind of nodding off, and it was like a, oh. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. That's the new outro. <laughs> So, guys, we will see you next week. Have a great one. Oh, oh. <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> <laughs>